Hello and welcome to the Almost Enlightened Podcast, a show about whatever I want. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and I am thrilled to be back after a week off. Well, not an intentional week off, but a week in which I needed the space to reflect on this very episode that you're about to hear. Nearly three weeks ago, as I put the finishing touches on the unlearning episode and went to publish it, I felt a really bright calling. I had a feeling that my next episode had to be called Unowned. With a vague conception of what that meant, the idea became fixed in my mind. I was gonna do it. But as I prepared for an upcoming cacao ceremony with my wife, Sarah, I really got into the ceremony topic of grounding or earthing and decided to leverage that material and create an almost enlightened episode on the topic, which turned into the previous episode, Rooting. All the while though, I was eager to begin work on the unowned episode with a knowingness in my heart that it was and is going to be a very important episode. Truth be told, as eager as I've been to create this episode, it's not come nearly as easily as I'd imagined. Even now, I've made two different recordings of this episode, but neither feels right to me. So today, I'm giving it a third effort, and I have a feeling in my heart that this is going to be the one. So what do you say we get into it? When the thought of creating an episode called Unowned came into my mind, there was a feeling of excitement attached to it. I felt light just thinking about it. I could envision an episode about freedom, expression, movement, liberation, and what all those things might look and feel like. But creating it hasn't come easily, and possibly because it's a contentious subject. Admitting that there's a possibility that we may not have the control over our lives that we think we do is a rather difficult thing to do. What do you mean I might not have control over my life, you may be thinking? I can raise my arm in the air right now, so that means I have control. Well, that's not the type of control I'm talking about. And I don't intend this episode to be a dark discussion about extreme censorship or thought control. Alternatively, I'd like to examine some of the ways I feel we're being controlled, not so that we can get defensive or angry, but so that we can examine whether or not there's any validity in the prospect that I'm exploring. And more importantly, I'd like to discuss this topic so that we can envision a life of liberation and freedom that leaves the door open to peaceful and natural ways of regaining that freedom that is ours by birthright. Can you imagine being unowned? Actually, Do you even believe that you are owned? Maybe you don't. In today's episode, as I do in all episodes, but especially this one, I'm going to make this one personal so that everything that comes out is true to me. No censorship, no worrying if I got it right on behalf of anyone else, just my own observations that I'd like to explore and share with you. I can imagine being unowned, but then again, I know I can't. Not yet, anyway. I'll come back to that rather mysterious comment in just a minute. But before I get into what being unowned means to me, 
I'd like to explore the extent to which I believe I am owned. I'm going to create a list of the many things I believe either own me or have owned me in the past. The list is not comprehensive by any stretch of the imagination, but it puts us on the right track for the first part of this conversation. So here it goes. I feel that I've been owned by my society's culture. I feel that I've been owned by the school system, by the government, by capitalism, by censorship, by bullies, by well-intentioned people, by ill-intentioned people, by greed, by misinformation, deliberate or not, and most importantly, by myself. When I say owned, what I mean is the degree by which all of the above forces have worked to take me away from truly expressing who I am and what I'm capable of in this body on this planet. So let's explore that. What would happen if a baby was raised with love and throughout early life taught how to survive and allowed to follow its heart and its imagination, unencumbered by the forces I just mentioned? Unfortunately, it's not really a fair question to ask, because unless you live in a culture that has the ability to provide that type of upbringing, of which I know of none, then it's impossible to know what the results would yield. And that's a problem. If we can't change the entire circumstances, then we'll never know what the new results will be. But let's use our imaginations and envision a set of circumstances by which a child could be raised in such an unobfuscated manner. Survival is the fundamental principle of the physical world. Every creature on the planet is working to survive, period. The way in which we survive or are able to survive is first passed down through our families and specifically our parents. That knowledge or learned way of life it adapts and it evolves in line with the sum of one's closest influences. Those influences include the forces I was just discussing, the forces of culture, school, government, etc. If there were a way in which we could eliminate those influences, we might get a glimpse of humanity's real potential. We might be able to see how a loving upbringing founded upon survival knowledge and guided by imagination and true freedom, would radically alter a person's trajectory. This is precisely why I say that I might have a really difficult time envisioning an unowned life. As much as I think I could envision that life, you and I have never existed in a society or a social structure that isn't exerting a molding or a shaping effect on us. We simply don't know what a life free of these forces feels and looks like. You might be wondering if I'm suggesting jettisoning all of the knowledge we've acquired since the Industrial Revolution. Knowledge that you may feel has made our lives more comfortable and our life expectancies longer than we've seen them in recorded history. And I'm not. Well, kinda not. There wouldn't be any sense discarding all of the wonderful things we've learned about agriculture, biology, chemistry, physics, mathematics, and so many other spectacular discoveries. 
There wouldn't be any sense discarding the spirit and sacrifices that so many have made in order to preserve what most of us call freedom. However, what we may consider doing is going in a different direction from the reliance we've developed upon computers, upon entertainment, media, processed foods, societal norms, and the like. It might serve us to take up a new science that might prove to be the ultimate companion to our survival instinct. And that science might be the science of consciousness. Let me tell you why. The whole notion of being unowned, to me, revolves around the one liberty and ultimate freedom that can never be taken away. And that is our consciousness. It's my opinion that we humans have slowly been relinquishing our consciousness, or we might call it our natural powers, our power to create, our power to spread love, our power to build, our power to lift one another, and ultimately our power to be free. We've traded our connection with the living earth for a complacency that's founded upon the unnatural desires of greed and accumulation. How we got there is the story of ownership. It does us a great disservice to point fingers, to lay blame, or feel guilt for our part in ownership. So instead, let's simply become aware of the degree to which ownership has stifled and continues to stifle our limitless potential. A few times in a generation, there are a handful of people whose lights shine so brightly that they cannot be extinguished by the forces acting upon them. It would do us all a tremendous service to examine why that is and learn from these bright lights. And what I will proffer is that these luminaries are working directly with the natural forces, which make their paths undeniable and make their journeys a shining example for all to see. These are the unowned. That is your destiny. And that is my destiny. What's holding us back from being all that we are is an ownership of which we are barely aware. Over the span of a lifetime, teachings that most believe to be in our best interest are imparted upon us, taking us in a particularly deliberate direction without much or any consideration given to the virtually limitless directions we might have otherwise taken. It's tantamount to getting in a boat, taking a straight line, and never turning to discover what's left or right of us. It's tantamount to not peeking under the water to see what exists in the depths below. It's akin to leaving unexplored 99.9% .9 of the vastness of our oceans. But instead of lamenting that reality... Isn't it exciting to understand that by becoming unowned, there is a world of wonder waiting for you to discover? Isn't it incredible to think that there are directions you can go that will open spaces in which there is nothing but boundless freedom? This is what's gotten me so excited and why I knew that I had to create this episode. This 
is my destiny. The journey will require plenty of unlearning, but it's actually simpler than you may think. When you begin the journey, there's no going back. That's the beauty of consciousness. Because it's pure and the foundation of all forces, once you begin to realize the boundless nature of consciousness, all other attachments, like the artificial attachments to greed and accumulation, begin to look and feel like the fraudulent human-made nonsense that it truly is. And when I said simpler than you think, what I meant is that the starting point is merely a thought, something we're all capable of doing, and that's it. And how utterly simple, isn't it? Ask yourself some of the following questions. Would I like a better life? What if there's much more to life than I know? Or is it in my best interest to follow more or less the same path as all of humanity? Is that what you really want? Please understand, just because you can become a doctor, a teacher, a builder, or a pilot doesn't mean that you are even close to having liberty or free choice. There are vocations, interests, pursuits, and avenues to explore that are beyond our comprehension at this given moment. But trust me, they exist. For example, what would your options look like if there were such a thing as zero-point energy? In other words, a limitless or ubiquitous source of energy that doesn't require the extraction and demolition of Earth's natural resources. You wouldn't have to work the way you do today, would you? There'd be no lack because it wouldn't cost anything energy-wise to produce food. It wouldn't cost anything energy-wise to build your home, to heat it, and to maintain it. The fundamental principles of survival, including food, shelter, and fire would all be taken care of. And while you may believe that those principles are taken care of in today's society, it's only an illusion that they are taken care of. Because you're owned by the labor you're forced to commit in order to build, maintain, and heat your house. And in order to be nourished with real food. You're owned, particularly in Western society, by a medical system that, in my opinion, has gone down the wrong path. Even the vast majority of those that administer and govern our medical system are unaware of the degree to which their thinking has been overridden by habit and dogma. I want to be free, my friends. In fact, I've decided and I declare that I am free that I am unowned. You heard it first, right here on the Almost Enlightened podcast. I am free. I've made a decision, and that's where it all starts. And there's no difference between you and me. I've traveled down many dead-end roads and made decisions that didn't serve me, my family, or humanity. But I am forgiven because I am love. I am the energy that will heal itself. And in healing myself, I'm healing others too. You are consciousness, as am I. I am supported by every thought there's ever been and ever will be that love is the answer. 
The power of those that came before me lifts me. The power of everyone on the planet who's ever felt love is in me. And the power of love that will forever permeate the universe, that neither can be destroyed or suppressed, is me. I am unowned. Wow. Wow. What a liberating exercise. It feels lighter to be unowned. But like any other significant realization, there is an adjustment period to observe in which the experience of life with a new viewpoint takes some acclimatizing. A useful comparison would be like when you walk on solid ground after having spent a prolonged period of time on a sea vessel. Only this time, imagine if you'd spent your entire life on the sea and you stood on solid ground for the first time ever. You'd have no balance, no concept of how gravity interacts with the solid earth. It would take you quite some time before you could run, could jump, swing, dance, and interact with the very real force of gravity as it relates to Earth. It's conceivable to me that we are so far removed from the natural force of consciousness that experiencing your connection to it may be so foreign that it's actually somewhat frightening. But when you begin to realize that your new viewpoint creates alignment in your heart and in your mind, you will embrace its sunrise and follow it to its zenith. I know I'm shedding the vestiges of ownership because I can feel the truth. It hasn't come all at once, and I'm sure I'll spend a lot of time getting the glue off. But the light I've seen is so warm and so real that every struggle has been worth it, as will be the ones to come. Many of you have been along with me on this journey and walked along the path. You watched me hit the wall, <laughs> toil with seashells, disrobe, inspect the fog, and experience these moments of pure light, like in the I Am Love or the Life at Six episodes. This journey doesn't end. There is no destination, only divine discovery. And those divine discoveries are the product of the connection to consciousness through which we may explore thought and the important connections between thoughts. The less owned we become, the greater our realization that we are connected to a limitless supply of love, which is none other than pure energy. And it is this form, this energy coordinated with the power of thought that we may liberate not only ourselves, but the world from ownership. We are free and always have been. Without knowing it, the greatest enslaver of all has always been ourselves. Like chained elephants tethered to nothing preventing them from breaking free except their own memories of a time when those chains had the power to keep them stationary, we have full control to break free. Our connection to our very essence is a power that is inexhaustible and indefatigable. Your freedom first awaits your realization and then your intention. And what awaits you on the other side of ownership is better. Not the adjective, 
not the adverb, not the verb, but the noun, better. I've experienced better and have since acquired an expectation of the beauty that accompanies the realization of our capabilities when we are unowned. I quantify that as ever better. In listening to today's episode, you might think that I'm railing against the forces that seek to own us and that I'm intent on freeing myself from this oppressive tyranny. And while I think the situation we find ourselves in is indeed tyrannical, I'm not a proponent of separating from the masses to become some super elite thinker or doer. That notion goes completely against the spirit of love and unity through consciousness. It is my firm belief that in the ever better realm I speak of, there is space for forgiveness, understanding, tolerance, patience, and compassion. It is my fervent belief that we are all complicit in not seeing this space in which harmony conducts itself and creates a symphony with yet-to-be-discovered instruments and voices that will create sound we've yet to imagine. To be unowned is to get there with love, to bring humanity with us, and to align with the one true power to which we can trace every tangible and intangible thing there ever was and ever will be. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. I'm grateful to have you on the journey, and I feel your energy, and I feel your love. I'm sure you know this by now, that I appreciate you.